0: Dave Neal.
1: Hello, everybody. It's Dave Neal. Let's get into it. Two weeks till Christmas. Happy Monday, December eleventh, twenty twenty three. So much to talk about. Oh boy, what a weekend! We're gonna quickly recap what went down in Bachelor Nation and F Boy Island. We had uh, a bloodbath of breakups, and boy, is it wild to have this come right before Christmas. I'm not saying I'm not saying this as like I'm all excited. It's just wild. I usually don't make Bachelor or entertainment news videos over the weekend, and I think we had like five or six. Absolutely insane stuff out there. Let's jump right into it. Katie Thurston uh, announced she actually broke up with her winner of F Boy Island. Of course, former Bachelorette was engaged to Blake Moynes. Didn't work out. And look, that's how it works. It just, it doesn't work out. Statistically speaking, you're not going to find success on a dating show. Uh, You're probably more likely to find success by doing the 12 and under checkout line at the store and locking eyes with the cashier. I mean, maybe the bagger guy, you know what I mean? A uh, higher chance there as they swipe your produce. No metaphors here. But Katie Thurston posted this. Someone asked a question, so are you and Vince dating? You know, because she kind of said, he was a good chapter of my life, but she didn't really give us an answer. Here's what she had to say on Instagram.
0: Oh. That's what everyone wants to
1: know. Tell us, Katie.
0: Um, no. That being said, If I am ever asked to go on reality TV to date again, please just cancel me. Please just cancel me three times and doesn't work out. Maybe, maybe reality TV isn't where your husband is, Katie. Garbage.
1: That's right. Maybe, you, maybe hey, but you hey, it doesn't mean reality TV is not going to lead you to your husband, but didn't work out with her and Vince. That's fine. He actually commented as well regarding their relationship. Someone said, are you and Katie still together? He said, no, but that's okay in life. You rarely meet someone that you get to share such a special chapter of your life with. And for that, I'm so grateful. I know I'll look back and smile, laugh, cringe at our cheesy little love story on FBoy Island. And although we didn't make it to the destination, I'll always be be thankful for our journey. And hey, guess what? They got to split $100,000. I mean, imagine. We've all been through breakups. They suck. Imagine getting broken up with and you each get $50,000. Not a bad payday, if you ask me. And in other relationships, Aven and Kylie from Bachelor in Paradise broke up. Bachelor in Paradise Kylie Russell and Avon Jones split after multiple alleged infidelities. I'll share what she said and then his response. The odd glitch in the Matrix is is that they broke up after this cheating scandal and serene brooke russell just like kylie russell broke up with brandon jones just like avon jones after a cheating scandal so nothing else in common they share the last names and a bad ending to their story so they posted on Friday. Okay, it, let, let's let's rewind it a bit. Right on Thursday was the finale of Bachelor in Paradise, and then on Friday is when you would expect uh, all the couples to come forward and talk about how amazing their journey was and we're still in love. And we didn't really get much from Kylie and Avon. We got uh, you know a post from Kat and John Henry, and we'll have to keep an eye on that relationship since now that seems to be the only relationship from the beach. Although we do know we've got Braden and Christina Man. I guess they're moving. I guess he's moving in with her in Nashville. Uh, They did survive the tornadoes. They posted that uh, actually moments before the tornado hit, uh, Christina Mandrell was actually at a store, a party store that ended up getting hit. So very dangerous stuff. I know people died. Um, We'll get more info on that as the day goes on, but very scary stuff there. The tornadoes that hit Nashville, but either way, they are one of the few remaining couples now, after Friday uh, we got, actually Friday or Saturday whenever it was we finally got a fo- photo post by Kylie and Avon you know a professional photo of them some were saying oh their body they're not they don't look like they're in love you know it's hard to tell you know who who, who might it to say right well now we know for sure Kylie posted this yesterday following our relationship announcement yesterday I want to thank my God he did not allow me to live another day in the dark in the last 24 hours I have been grasping with the fact that one of the most important relationships in my life has dissolved due to multiple infidelities. This is not just a show, but my real life. And for the foreseeable future, I will be in a time of healing and trying to put the puzzle pieces of my life back together. Please respect my privacy at this time. Love you all, Kylie. So she wasn't afraid to air it out immediately ...on her Instagram and say that there were multiple infidelities. This was Aven's chance to either be quiet, deny it, or accept it. The following day or excuse me, not the following day, uh, about a half a day later. So she came out with that Saturday afternoon, Sunday morning. He had his post, again, a white typed post on a black background on his Instagram stories that said, after careful thought and consideration into writing this, I want to first and foremost apologize to Kylie, my family and my friends for my actions. I have made major mistakes in the relationship and hurt someone who was very close to me. At this time, I am in an extremely, extremely low place trying to work on myself i'm doing my best to find healing find myself and be a better person please have grace and respect for kylie and her family through this difficult time thank you hey look I- i'm sure he didn't have a publicist help him out pretty well pretty well worded uh, i'm sure over time we'll get more information now you know now and when the gloves come off on what might have gone down in that relationship uh but it did not work out and uh, maybe they will both be spending Christmas alone I wanted to send us off into our next uh, sponsor break here by playing a busking busking performance of Ally Sherlock she's a Dubliner and I actually found her a few years ago very beautiful voice and here she is um, on the streets of Dublin singing All I Want for Christmas is You
0: I don't want a for Christmas There is just one thing I need I don't care about the present Underneath the Christmas tree I just want you for my own More than you could ever know Make my wish come true Christmas is yours.
1: All right, we'll be back right after this quick commercial break.
0: I don't want to laugh for Christmas.
1: I'll tell you what, we'll play more of Ali Sherlock's All I Want for Christmas as we end off today's episode, but we've got Real House of New Jersey uh, in the news. Now, you might remember uh, Teletubbies, you might remember uh, Tickle Me Elmo, and all of the other uh, uh, sort of uh, fad Christmas presents everyone needed. Well, could this year's go-to stocking stuffer be Ozempic? Real Housewife of New Jersey's Danielle Cabral slams Ozempic users who don't have a medical need for the drug. She said, run on a Flipping treadmill. The reality star criticized the bullshite behavior involving Ozempic after a friend of hers who needs the drug for medical reasons has been unable to get it. Yes, it's the hit toy for adults, trying to slim down before you, uh, you know, I dive into some New Year's delight. She's criticizing people who are jumping on the trend of taking Ozempic for weight loss when it's not medically necessary. During Wednesday's live taping of Page Six virtual reality podcast, the Real Housewives of New Jersey star slammed people who were using Ozempic and didn't actually need it. It is an FDA-approved prescription medication for people with type 2 diabetes. It's one of the brand names for semaglutide, also known as WeGoV, which works in the brain to impact satiety and has become increasingly popular for its off-label use for weight loss. So it, I guess it makes you feel full. She said, I was with somebody today, a very dear friend of mine, who actually needed Ozempic for medical reasons and cannot get it because of this stupid behavior. Uh, but she can't get it. She can't get it. So anyway, I mean, look... I don't know. I mean, I don't set policy on who gets to buy drugs and who doesn't. But uh, wishing that the people who need it for medical reasons can get it. I, look, if you want to take it for weight loss, I think that should be fine too. If you could just like get in line like the rest of us after, uh, you know, you know, it becomes uh, of better supply. All right. Kate Cox is in the news in Texas. All right. Hold on. It's a little bit of a heavy story, but it is important in the world we live in. Kate Cox can't get abortion for now. Texas Supreme Court says halting judges. Okay. The Texas Supreme Court has paused a judge's decision that would have allowed a woman to terminate a pregnancy in which her fetus has a fatal diagnosis. The judge's order in question was issued just days ago and blocked the state from enforcing its strict abortion ban in the case of Kate Cox, a Dallas woman. The justices now say they intend to consider Attorney General Ken Paxton's petition filed late Thursday night to reverse the Travis County court's decision. Uh, Because the life of an unborn child is at stake, the court should require a faithful application of Texas statutes prior to determining that an abortion is permitted This will be a very interesting story to follow as, uh, you know, it's that time in our world where certain policies are taking into effect during a very uh, big, uh, I mean, not that there's never a big, uh, political election season. GOP Senate candidates soften their abortion stances amid a post row losing streak. This is an article um, on NBCNews.com. In key 2024 battleground states, some Republican Senate hopefuls have quietly shifted elements of their abortion positions. Republican candidates in states that will determine control of the U.S. Senate next year have quietly shifted their stance. If I could just summarize what's going on is what they've learned so far after last year's elections is that that being pro-life and not wanting to harm an unborn baby is... uh, is losing some candidates that, uh, you know, that are in a very tight race. And whether you, uh, feel personally about pro-life or pro-choice, uh, it's very interesting to see how this plays out in the, in the world of elections. Uh, I think, I think in my opinion, most people actually are pro-choice. Hold on a second. Uh, whether or not you would have an abortion or not, doesn't make you pro-life it's really about the legislation. So, a lot of people say, I'm pro life, but if you want to do it with your body, fine. If there's a medical reason, fine. And then in that case, I say, well, actually, you're not pro life, you're pro choice. It's about the choice to uh, make, it's about the difficult choice that exists out there, right? Um, and of course, in this case, uh, it is with a, a, um, a fetus that apparently is not even viable. So Democrats say Republicans are trying to soften stances that may have been deeply unpopular with a majority of voters. What's important to remember is this, folks. Your your elected officials most likely don't really care. About either side, they just want to get voted. Just remember that. Just remember, regardless, before you before you fire off your one star review for having a different opinion than I do, just remember they don't care about you. They'll do whatever it takes to get elected. Most people, most political leaders are all hypocritical anyway. They'll say they're pro life and then get an abortion when it turns out that their nanny got pregnant. You know all these types of things, right? So find uh, find me, find me a, a politician that sticks to their word, and I will find you somebody who hasn't been looked in enough. Okay, well, let's switch the topic off of that one. But it's a hey, it's worth discussing. Not because you know, some people go, oh, Dave, we don't want the politics. Listen, this is a national issue that is not going away, and it's gonna steer a lot of policy and political decisions moving forward. And separate entertainment news, Chris Rock and other top comedic talent decline offers to host. The Golden Globes. Oh, we're seeing a real shift in power here, folks. Barbie and Ken will likely grace the stage at the Golden Globes next month, but the show's organizers have had a hard time finding someone with the ken enthusiasm to host the event. With Globe nominations being announced Monday morning, a search for the host is still underway. Hey, I'll do it if anyone needs an old Power Recapper out there. Two-time Oscar host Chris Rock is among those to decline offers to host the January 7th ceremony, a source with knowledge of the conversations told CNN. Well, here's, here's my opinion, right? The shows don't attract as big of an audience as they used to in part because we have social media, we have a 24/7 news cycle on our phone. You don't need to see Kate Winslet walk down the red carpet to wonder how she's doing. It doesn't hold the glitz and glamour it used to, and the only reason anyone would host the show in the first place is to, you know, promote something that they've got going on. So, I think it's so funny that people are going like, "Yeah, you know, it's not worth the time. You know, people are going to dig into me and criticize me." Chris Rock got slapped At the Oscars, who needs it? Who needs to worry if someone's going to have a temper tantrum on you? Chris Rock, who was also asked to host the previous Golden Globes last attended a major award show in 2022 when he was famously slapped at the Oscars by Will Smith for telling a joke that referenced Jada Pinkett Smith's battle with alopecia. Rock will likely be a nominee at the upcoming ceremony in the new category of best performance in stand-up comedy on television for his Netflix special, Chris Rock Selective Outrage. Others who have declined. Let's find out. Uh, A rep for... uh, So, let's see. Another potential nominee for her her performance in the Netflix series Beef, Ali Wong, was also approached to host the Globes as source... Because she's obviously a very funny comedian. Will Arnett... Sean Hayes and Jason Bateman, who co-host the podcast, SmartList, turned down a joint offer. Uh, Just no one wants it. No one wants to do it. There's Little Hope, Amy Poehler and Tina Fey, who co-hosted the Globes four times. Oh, this is like when you have a birthday party and everyone's busy that weekend. Everyone's like, yeah, you know, I don't think so. It's just not going to work into my schedule. I tell you what. Can I, can I get personal real quick? Uh, over the weekend, yesterday, I posted to my vlog channel. And vlog stands for video log. It's basically a behind-the-scenes look of what's going on in our life. I post I posted to my new family vlog channel, which my wife and I have. It's called Tasha Courtney and Dave Neal Do Fun Things. And we shared our trip to Nashville from a few months, from, a, what is that, about a month and a half ago. And in that trip, we saw over a dozen homes and we put an offer in on a home. We were like, oh, we might move to Nashville. And if you know closely, you know that that offer did not go through. We lost out to a cash offer. But if anyone enjoys the sort of house hunting vibes that exist you know, in the world of like, which house would you buy? Would you buy this one or that one? Uh, I, I, I like the one with the bigger kitchen, but the backyard stinks. This one's haunted, but it's cheaper. Like if you enjoy those types of conversations, I think you'll enjoy our vlog channel. So I'm letting you guys know. We actually saw after it's been up for about 12 hours at this point, it actually started getting featured on YouTube. So very good for the Bachelor uh, Nation News Empire to have that channel take off as it's another uh, sort of avenue for us to continue to tell our story. We are uh, working on a move. We ended up getting accepted with a different home and we're going to have more information on that as it comes. But we have a big journey ahead and I have to tell you that is going to come with a brand new podcast studio, a brand new space that's going to be about triple the size that I'm currently in for me to make content for you. So I wanted to give you that note because I, I truly believe this and I wanted you to feel it. Your support, you guys listening, have increased the production value of this show. It has made us go to double a day, and it's going to continue to the fact that we might be hiring a producer soon. You know, we'll have to see how it all shakes out, but I'm going to, con- because I'm a one man shop right now, I've got a shared note uh, app that I use with my wife when we think we found weird stories and we publish them for you guys. And boy, let me tell you something. Uh, But I I just wanted to say this because I wanted you guys to know that it is your loyalty. It is your dedication. Those that have left reviews and shared with your friends, that is the reason why we get to make more content and make this a more serious part of our content schedule. Thank you so much. And after this break, I'm going to come back with a very Christmas weird story. But first, I wanted to remind you guys, today is our toy drive at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. East Coast. I'm going to be doing a live stream on my main channel and you can come over, hang out with us as we help raise some money for all of our single moms out there and buy them each a Christmas gift. All I ask is if you join the live stream to hang out with us uh, in exchange for the content I'm going to be providing you, how about just one simple gift? You can buy $5 gifts, $6 gifts. Just find a gift on the Christmas list. It goes directly to a mom and again that'll be this afternoon 7 p.m east coast 4 p.m pacific you know i'm going to start a little tradition here during the christmas season where i read southern christmas stories so how about this title alabama robber shouted happy holidays i don't want to hurt y'all then blasted bear spray so store owner shot her after being wounded in the shoulder the robber screamed i don't want to die please stop An Alabama jewelry store robber tried to spread some holiday spirit in the form of bear spray before ending up getting shot and arrested, according to police. Heather Denise Wright, 32 of Alabama, allegedly walked into Jeff Dennis Jewelers wearing a face mask, put a block in the door to prop it open and said, happy holidays. I don't want to hurt y'all, but I am. She then allegedly blasted bear spray. Okay, so this is a wild story. Uh, she had already drawn, uh, uh, Dennis already drawn his weapon because I knew what was happening. The store owner said she made a very poor decision of trying to rob us. I didn't have any choice once she started spraying the bear spray because I didn't know what was going to come next. He said, right, scream, stop, stop. I don't want to die. Please stop. It's like, well, then why did you try? I don't know, guys. I mean, maybe she had a good reason for robbing the store. I, I got to give her credit. She at least said, Merry Christmas. You know, I mean, very cliche to be like, Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. But she was very polite. She said, Merry Christmas. I don't want to rob you, but I have to. We just don't know why. I'd like to know what her motive was. Maybe she had a good motive. You know, I have to rob you. You know what I mean? Maybe she's like the Robin Hood of Christmas. Either way, the bear spray uh, did not thwart the uh, final ending of that story. Now, uh, our channel is quickly becoming a Taylor Swift propaganda channel. Uh, so much came out from her Time article, and TMC is reporting. The continued fallout from her beef with Kim Kardashian, which is so funny because Kim Kardashian was only defending her then man, uh, Kanye West, and I'm sure Kim uh, probably uh, could make amends and be like, "Oh, sorry about that. I was just defending the old guy," but it turns out has not if not issued an apology to Taylor Swift. Have a listen.
2: Kim Kardashian is getting a lot of heat after Taylor Swift came out swinging yesterday um, when she was named. The Time Person of the Year, um, and it all has to do with that secret recording where um, Kanye was on the phone and Kim was recording without telling Taylor she was recording, recording a conversation uh, which Taylor says was edited, was unfair, and that she and was never legally recorded. And she didn't know it was being recorded. Illegally recorded, and sh- and and never told Taylor. Kanye never told Taylor that I'm going to use the phrase, I made that bitch famous.
1: So the idea being, uh, uh, basically, they lied and said Taylor Swift gave him the approval to put that line in the video, and Taylor Swift proved with her version of the video that that actually never happened.
2: That Taylor says, I never would have done that. I never would have approved it. And guess what? Kim's never apologized. Right. Never apologized. So the reason that Kim is getting so much heat in the Time interview, uh, as we told you yesterday, uh, you know Taylor says, uh, laid out all those things about Kim, uh, and the fact that as soon as everyone read that, I think all of Taylor's fans, and maybe even just some <laughs> non-Taylor fans, felt like, why wouldn't Kim Kardashian, seven years later, um, as famous as they both are, as popular uh, and successful as they both are, at some point, wouldn't Kim have just said, especially now that she's divorced from Kanye, that chapter's behind her why wouldn't she have just said i'm sorry hey you know what i'm sorry that went all went
1: Haywire. And- yeah, I mean, we don't know why isn't she apologize. Let's get on it. Now look, I'm not one of those people that bashes Kim Kardashian. She doesn't even have talent. She's only famous because of her sex tape. or what, you know. They Hey, look. They've built an empire of their own. They provide good content. They've got like good comedic family content. I mean, if you've ever watched the Kardashians, it's it's funny in a, in a, in the most opulent sort of fish out of water way, uh, whereas Taylor Swift is famous in part because she's super creative and very hard work. And also, you know, had her own privileges, you know, uh, as far as like support from her family to get where she is, but self made in and of herself to wildly popular people. I'm calling Taylor Swift now the most popular pop star of all time. I think we can say that based on ticket sales of her latest tour. She's only what, 33 years young? Where do you even go from here? You know what I mean? I tell you what, though, you just never know about your rise to success. I do remember when I fellow uh, the uh, f- the uh, busker that we talked about earlier, Ali. Sherlock. She probably was only just about to hit a million subscribers. Now she's at six million. I mean, that's no small amount. That is a giant amount of audience. And if you just watch some of her videos from a few years ago, there she is in Dublin, just busking, playing her heart out, and making her dreams come true. So that's how I'm going to end this episode. I want everyone to remember, if you have any creative endeavors or things or leaps you want to take, now's the time to brainstorm initial first steps. Just think of ways that in 2024, you can start feeding your own creative lives, feeding your own your own ideas. You don't need to know what the end product's gonna look like, but I I I I I beg of you to realize that when you take actionable steps in the right direction, whether it be creatively or entrepreneurial, whatever it is, even in a relationship, when you take actionable steps, you will watch the world conspire uh, to create a a path forward for you. You'll see opportunities open up. Open up. You'll see friendly people come out that want to help you. That all is going to come to fruition, folks. And now with just a few weeks left before the season ends, before we start a new year, now is the time to start strategizing about taking 2024 off on the right foot. Let's wrap up with Allie Sherlock. Here she is finishing her off. We'll be back this afternoon with more Bachelor Rush Hour. She's singing All I Want for Christmas Is You.
0: I don't need to hang my stocking, upon the fireplace. Santa Claus will make me happy. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you didn't, don't join the free Facebook group Dave Neal's Community. Got cash? Become a premium member at patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Link in the description below. And don't forget to follow Dave on Instagram at dneils for upcoming stand-up shows. See you tomorrow on The Rush.